Hey, thank you for listening to the Providence Students Podcast. This is Pastor Dakota. I pray that this message will help you and encourage you. We love you guys. Have a blessed week. Pastor David just preached my whole sermon front to back, top to bottom. He just preached every word, every word. He preached it all. I actually had to go back and take some stuff out because it would literally be a repeat. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, I had I was like, well, I gotta, I'm gonna take that part out because he got that done for me already. And I thought it was crazy, you know. And I told Pastor Gary that too. I was like, man, you know, it's gonna be awesome because the, the Lord's really working. I know that this is what God wants us to do. And then we get here tonight, and in the opening, maybe you didn't realize it, but I have a lot going on in my spirit. I'm, I'm really listening for the Lord tonight. And Pastor Gary says, you may not realize it now, but you'll be able to look back. I mean, if you remember about 15 minutes ago, and he said you're gonna be able to look back. And realize everything you were going through right now was for a reason. Yeah, that's right. Hope. Yeah. Hope. Come on. Come, Come on. on. That's right. Beautiful word. Preach yes. Beautiful word. Praise God. Hope is a beautiful word. Yes. But when we say the word hope, a lot of the times in the English word of hope, it is usually it's used as like a vague word. It's more of like a I hope so type of hope. Yeah. Are you with me tonight? Yeah. It's more of a I hope so type of her because it's some, it's some uncertain cir- circumstances that have come up and we just kind of hope that things get a little bit better. Yeah. There's a difference between a earthly type hope and a biblical hope. Yeah. Yeah. Can we agree on that? That there's, there's some differences between earthly hope and biblical hope. I hope tonight we can get into that for a little bit. Again, The word hope usually implies some vague possibilities with some unexpected outcomes depending on uncertain circumstances. But biblical hope is not a hope so hope. And what I mean by that is that that it's not just a wishful thinking. It's not just wishful thinking about something that we hope would come and it would would help change the future. It's not just some wishful thinking. But biblical hope, come on. Biblical hope is a, not a I hope so type hope. No, that's right. Let's change the word to, it is a no so hope. Yes. Are you with me? I know I'm using the word hope a lot. I'm throwing it around. But there's a difference between I hope so hope and I know so. Amen. Come on. I know so. And there's a, that's, that is biblical hope. Where we have the confidence And the certainty, and we know it's sure a certain hope because it is based on his what? It's based on his word that we have. But some of us here tonight, we may not have this no-so type of hope. You may be here and you have the other type. I hope so. I hope I can get through it. I hope something comes instead of I know something's coming. If you just turn the highs down on that a little bit, that way I won't have so much ringing. You may not have the confidence tonight, knowing it's going to be all right. There you go. I know how you feel, especially this month. February has just not been a lovable type of month, okay? It has not been lovable one bit. Let me just give you a little bit about February. I don't like February. It's got two of my kids' birthdays in it. I don't like February of 2020. I'm just going to be honest with you. First weekend of February, one kid has a stomach bug. Oh, we can get past that. Second weekend of February, Valentine's Day. Glory. I hadn't had a night out with my wife 
to eat dinner without kids in like two years. So when I was like, we're going to Norman, we're going to go eat, and we're going to just shop at Walmart. <laughs> That was a date for us. Like, we're, we're going to go get groceries in Norman. We're going to get away from Ardmore with no kids. And we were like a bunch of little kids out there eating. I'm telling you, that was a date for us. I'm telling you. So we went to, we went to Norman and we ate. It was great. It was good. We were just like little kids trying to like, okay, we got a couple more hours. Let's just go to Target now. Let's go here now. Let's do, do whatever we can just to not go home just yet. We love our kids, just, by, just so you know. <laughs> we didn't want to go home yet. So it's 11 o'clock. We're rolling into our morning. We're look, we, had, we had an agenda. We were looking for some Lion King pieces for our kid's birthday. And then we roll back into our morning. It's like, I looked over at Haley. We're coming through the Arbuckles. I'm like, you know, Ross doesn't close until like 11. I'm going to roll into Ross. <laughs> so we get in the parking lot of Ross. My mother-in-law calls, and we're thinking, great, you know, cool. We're going to go home. The kids are going to be asleep. Have a good night's sleep. No problem. Hey, your son's up-chucking everywhere. We need to get home. It's just like, well, that's happy Valentine's Day. The first weekend, stomach bug. Second weekend, stomach bug. Third weekend, I get the stomach bug. My youngest son gets the flu and strep. And then this weekend, have any of you seen how beautiful it looks outside? Listen, we were like, let's go, let's go, let's do some stuff. All the kids are healthy. We went and we bought, on, we went and bought, was it Thursday night? We went and bought this nice uh, swing set. We were going to put, we had the whole weekend to put it together. My in-laws are doing it now. Yeah, praise God for that. So we were like, let's go buy this swing set. We got a heck of a deal on the swing set, like $400 off. We get to go and Friday comes around. We got people building new ports on the front of the house. It's like, hey, let's go eat Casa Romo's. That's my favorite restaurant. Let's go. Haley's going to bypass the two steps and steps off the porch, and we have a broke foot. I'm like, God, it was a good weekend. Everybody's healthy. So we spent the next few hours in urgent care and then getting all this, and that's all right. But I did have a little question to myself. I did kind of say, because I was getting aggravated. And I took it out a little bit on the people that didn't deserve it. I was getting aggravated. And I, and, and I had to ask myself, I was like, I was arguing. I was like, hello, how much more can we take this month? Like, how much more can go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting me, it's costing me a little bit at work. I'm having to come home. Like, come on, God. But I had to go, hey, hold up a minute. It's not a hope so. I know so. It's all right. It's okay. Your circumstance may be slightly different, but we have the similarity of the simple fact of you may be here and you may feel that there's no hope. There's no confidence of what's to come. You're going through a season right now and you just really don't have the confidence of what it is that's coming. And I would normally say, and I would, this is what I would normally say right here. I would normally say something like this. I hope that tonight you will see all that God has in store for you and for your life and that you will leave here encouraged. That's what I would probably say there. But I want to change it. I want to change one word. I don't want to say I hope you leave here. I'm going to say this. I'm going to read it. That way I don't get it wrong. I know that you will leave here tonight. And you will see all that God has in store for your life and what he will do. And that you will leave, you will leave this place encouraged and that you will experience the reality of this hope because he is the God of hope. He himself is the object and assurance of hope. Come on, let's pray.
Father, we thank you tonight, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for you, for you working in our church, God. And I ask that you, Lord, tonight you would move in this place mightily, God. I pray that every ear will hear what you have to say tonight, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you'd put an anointing over me tonight to deliver your word. God, let them see you and not me tonight, Lord Jesus. Have your way in this place. We give you the praise and the glory. And everybody said, Amen. amen. And amen. Let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter 5, starting in verse 1. We're going to go through verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. If you're not there, it's, it's on the screen. Here it is, Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through, this is an important part, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. He has been given to you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say something to you. I want you to write this down, write it in your head, however you got to do it. What you are going through is what is making you who you are to be. What you are going through is what is making you who you are to be. You may not see it now, but you are being formed. You're being molded. You're being shaped. What you're going through, I promise you, on the other side of this journey, just like Pastor said just a few minutes ago, just like Pastor David said this morning, you're going to be able to look back and know whatever it is, blessed be the name of the Lord, and I know it's okay. It's going to be all right. Don't just take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Listen, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yes. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. Come on, how many of you want to get to a place where you're not lacking anything? Yeah. I hate to break it to you. I don't know if you're ever going to arrive. I don't think you're ever going to be like, well, I've arrived now. I'm good, God. You're like, no, I, it's a daily thing. But come on, I want, to be, I want to be able to look back six months later and go, okay, I've learned something from that. I've gained something from that. I've been able to change a little bit of things. And I know how to face that moving on. Not just for your life, but for somebody else in your life. When you see, when you see somebody else going through what you just went through, yeah. come on, it's not, it is about you and your relationship with God, but it's not all about you. It's about Him. It's about His perfect plan. He wants, you say, well, I don't have a ministry. Well, did you just go through about six months of depression and now you're out of it and now your co-workers got it? That's your ministry. Come on. It's, it's, about, it's about working together. It's about moving things around. And listen, you'll be complete, mature, not lacking anything. Let it finish its work. You have the faith. You have the, you have the peace. You have the strength through the Holy Spirit. That's what we just read. Through the Holy Spirit. I know it may seem blurry, but listen, there's something far beyond what you can imagine on the other side of this journey that you're going through. You may have had a type of hope come into your life, and I, I want to use the word hope there very loosely. You may have had a type of hope come into your life, but all that you can remember is it lets you down. That it failed you. 
because there's a difference between the physical hope. Let me explain that a little bit because I don't know if this is smart. I don't know if this is anything. This is kind of how I saw it. We, we, let's say we're in a bad season. You're going to have some good days. You can't all put your faith in the good days because you're like, oh, everything's going great now. Everything's going great. Here's the hope right in front of me. Things are going good. But then the next day, you have a bad day again. You're back in the same rut. And then you go, because oh. that's an earthly type of hope. But the hope that we know that's certain is what he said he's going to do, what he's going to reveal through this. Listen, if it's failed you, the key difference between this earthly hope and true biblical hope is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life and in your heart. That's the key difference. I'm not saying you don't have a relationship with the Holy Ghost, but listen, if you're in a bad season, get more of the Holy Ghost. Come on, go after him more than you have ever went after him in your entire life because he's going to be able to be there, to, like the scripture said, to flood over you. To be, you're going to be able to be walking around and people are going to be looking at you crazy because of the peace that you have in your life. We can experience the love and peace of God through the Holy Spirit. You and I, we've received God's love the moment we said yes, but we need the Spirit's continuation to flood our hearts with that love. Relationship with the Holy Spirit is the ever-present experience of God's love that encourages us. It sustains us, and it, it, it sustains us in our sufferings, and it assures us that our hope for relief is not just an illusion. It's certain. Come on, when you have that coming from the Holy Spirit, it's not an illusion. It is certain. The great relief is coming one day when He comes back to get a church who's ready, and we have no more problems, no more, and we're with God in glory forever and ever. Amen? How many of you are ready for that? This section's ready to go. Okay. But seriously, I'm telling you. Listen, I'm not saying that things aren't going to get better here. But I'm saying, listen, we have the certain hope that, hey, it's all going to get better one day. It's going to get better one day. It may take six months. It may take a year. But listen, you're going to be able to look back and go, man, I am a, I'm a whole lot better now. I'm a whole lot stronger now. And you've got to look at everything. I sat with my mom for six months. Man, probably longer. Haley probably no more than I do. My mom went to jail. And I sat through a glass window and spoke to her every Saturday for about 15, 20 minutes for like, man, it may seem like a year. I wish she would have just got it and things would have been great now. I wish I could sit here in front of you and say, she's got it. She's doing good. She's out there, man, and she's making a difference. Another topic. Okay. Um, so <laughs> back to it. I told her, I said, I know it's horrible right now. you just done all this stuff. I get it. But if you'll just take this. And, and be able to go, okay, I'm going to use my problems and my mistakes. I'm about to teach people not to do what I just did. And I'm going to tell them, look, I did something I shouldn't have done. God brought me through it. Don't do what I did. God loves you. Like it's, like it's, it's one, two, three, that simple. You can use what you're going through, even in the bad situations. You're going to be able to use it for God's glory. That's the goal. And people are going to look at you and go, you are crazy, but it's the hope that you have that is I, I know so type of hope. It's not a blind illusion. It's I know so. It's coming. Things, it's going to get better. It's coming. I want to say something to you that's going to be, you're going to say it's easier said than done. But it's time to rest. I don't, and, you're gonna, and you're saying, look, Pastor, that's a whole lot easier said than done. I can't rest. My mind's going 100 miles an hour every second. I'm waking up all through the night. I can't even function at work. It's time for you to rest. I know it's easier said than done saying just give it to God. We said just give it to God. 
But there's the power that lives. Listen, in, in Scripture it says, before Christ you were powerless. Do you have Christ living inside of you? You have power. And I know it may seem like empty words when you keep saying, go away in the name of Jesus, rest in the name of Jesus, peace in the name of Jesus. But if you keep speaking it, it will manifest. And you start to see the peace coming into your life. And, and you just sometimes, I've heard, I don't know if I believe with this sometimes. You got to fake it till you make it. I, I don't know. I, I, could, I hear that sometimes. I say, I get what your point is, but man. I just, Lord, keep going. Just keep working, God. Just keep moving. In the middle of it all, it's time for you to receive peace, even in the middle of it all. It's time for the peace that surpasses all understanding to flood into your life. This is that night for you. Listen, Daniel slept in the lion's den. Peter slept in prison. Jesus slept in a storm. No matter your circumstances, you can take a nap. Oh, yeah. No matter your circumstances, you can just calm down for a minute. Set your eyes right. It's so hard. It is so hard when it's blurry. But fix your eyes on Him. Come on. Amen. Fix your eyes on Him. And you have to remind yourself, it's a no-so type of hope. I know what He's doing right now. It's only making me better for His glory. How, God, how can what I'm going through, how can I bring you glory through this? How, how can you still use me in this? With the power that lives inside of you because of the Holy Spirit, people will be able to look at you and think that you are crazy because of the peace that you have. And, the, and that peace comes from knowing the hope that you have in Jesus. Yeah. When all is breaking loose, when it's all fallen down, just like Job, one servant after another, your kids are dead. All your, all your, your livestock is gone. Every, your house has been burnt down. One thing after another. If you read that, it's, and then one came, and then another came, and then another came. It, it wasn't like it was span. It was all in one second. Yeah. In, in a couple minutes, there it was. Bam, bam, bam. When it's all breaking loose, with the power that's living inside of you, you're going to be able to be like David in Psalm chapter 3. Come on, let's read that. Psalms 3. Verse 1 through 8. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him, but you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. Here it is. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, O Lord. Deliver me, my God. Come on. Just like the deer panted for the water. Like, I need, I need more of you. Where, I'm telling you, everything that on this day, on March 1st, everything today, from the morning service to the introductions to the closings to tonight, I'm telling you, all of this combined is for somebody in our church family. Yeah. The Holy Spirit would not be in, in this. It would not be just one mega sermon for nothing. I'm telling you tonight, it's time for you to rest. It's time for you to receive that peace. It's time for you to understand. Hey, I know it may not seem what you want it to be. But listen, it's going to get better. Back up a few months ago or a few weeks ago, whenever it was, when I preached about having that community of people around you. In that situation, when everything's just falling apart, 
That community of people around you, of believers, isn't just for you to get better. And yes, it's ironing sharp and iron, but it's for when you can't walk no more, they pick you up and walk yeah, with you. I just preached to our students a few weeks back about who is a good friend. Who's a real friend to you? I'm getting a little off topic here, but I want you to, I feel like I need to tell you this. People, real friends will walk for you when you can't walk no more. You look at the story of the paralyzed man. Couldn't walk. Jesus was preaching. The house is completely full. There's people all outside the building. These four guys want to get their best friends. They know what Jesus can do because by this time they've seen him raise the dead. They've seen him do all these things. They've seen the miracles. Can't get to him. What do you know the story? They cut the, ceiling, they, cut, they cut the hole in the roof. They lower the man. Come on. We just read that. But do you realize how hard it was to probably get a 145-pound man on the side of a building? And the work that they had to do, and then they had to start cutting it. It was, it was a long process. And Jesus, listen, it takes Pastor and I 30, 40 minutes to preach a sermon. Jesus could say two words and you're done. It's easy, because it's Jesus. So they knew, man, we've got to hurry and get in there. It was a long process. We just read it like that, but it's a long process. You know the story. He gets down in there. You, you're healed. But the scripture says, when Jesus saw their faith. That man had no faith. I, I, I take it that the man had no hope. He's like, man, I don't know, man. I, just, I don't know. Those four guys said, no, we know. Come on. You're in this situation right now where you just have no hope. You have no confidence. This is the place where we can tell you it's going to get better. There's people sitting right next to you that are going to be able to pick you up and call you every week and say, listen, it's okay. We're here for you. What can we do for you? And you will start to develop that no-so type of hope. I know it will get better. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Rest. Hope. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? We know that story. We were actually going to talk about it in youth this last week. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God didn't put the fire out. We know that. He just put Jesus in there with him. Yeah. And they came out completely unsinged and without smoke. Listen, it's not about God stopping all the bad things. Right here, come on. It's, it's not about God stopping all the bad things that's in your life, which you can. It's about who's in there with you. Yeah. Come on, it's about who's walking with you. And when you know he's walking with you, come on, I'm serious. When you get this, when you know he's walking with you in the doctor's office, when you know he's walking in you, in your disease, when you know he's walking with you in every bad situation, when your marriage is falling, when you know he's walking with you, you have a no-so type of hope that, okay, God, you've got this. All right, God, what are we going to do? Living for Jesus ain't easy. You and I, we've got a target on our backs from the enemy. That's all the enemy wants us to do is to be able to turn away from God and start blaming him. Job didn't, thank God. 1 Peter 4, 12-13 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you. As though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. So that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Just like we read earlier in, in Romans. Through painful faith testing trials. God allows us to share in his suffering. While he forms us with the quality of character that he desires. I know it may seem blurry. But you've got to believe me. Listen, we're preaching the word tonight. 
You gotta trust that God is in control, that it's going to get better. I promise you, it's gonna get better. I said a few weeks ago, listen, there was 28 seasons in Ecclesiastes. A time to build, a time to tear down, a time to rest, and time for war. But you will never find the season of quitting ever in that. Pastor Davis said it so amazingly this morning. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you were never meant to take camp there. You were meant to walk through it. When you have the no so hope, you can walk through it because he comforts you and you know that, okay, when I get through this valley, I'm being developed and I know that I'm going to come out a whole lot better. And when you get on that mountaintop, there it all is. When you start putting the scripture all across from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you start applying it to your life, you have that no so type of hope. You develop that. It becomes natural. When you start reading his word, that's what he does. He starts showing you. He starts speaking to you in his word. It's going to be all right. I'm there with you. I'm there to comfort you. Here it all is. Cast all of it at my feet. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on worshiping. Keep on loving. Keep on serving. Keep on keeping on. I know it's hard. But listen, go to us. Fall on each other. Lean on each other. This is, this is the body. This is what we do. You ain't got to do this thing by yourself. It was never intended that way. That's right. Holler out for somebody. Call out to God and He's going to do it. But He will. He will help you. But He's placed people in your life Amen. to walk right there with you. Yes. And to encourage you and to keep you going. The enemy wants nothing more than to get you alone and in solitude. <clears throat> And start speaking to you That's things right. that are not true. Right. And I, being in the ministry, I've only been in the ministry going on five years. I'm still a rookie. But in the five years, I hate to say, I have, I, have, I have seen that with two people that are close to me. And I know that, man, you get by yourself and, and start, oh, I can't, I can't no more. I just can't do it no more. I'm so tired. I got a lot going on. I can't make it to service this morning. That becomes a habit. And, and we know you're going through it. And, and we understand. Like I know it probably does take a lot for you to get up and get dressed. Because when you're in the, when you're in the dumps, you don't want to get dressed and look good and come to service. I got good news for you. You don't have to. Just come in the car. It's all right. We're here for you. But that's what the enemy wants more than anything is to get you by yourself and speak, speak things to you that are not true. You'd be amazed at how something so little can destroy your faith. If we're not listening to the right voices. There's nothing more that God wants more for you than the peace and, and to develop you and, and who He wants you to be. But more importantly than that, He wants you to be His first. He wants you to be His first. And it's about 15 till. And I just want to, I want to close with that. I want to close with something that I said earlier. What you're going through is making you who you are to be. Amen. Keep it in mind. You may think, man, I'm up there. (laughs) How else can I? What else are you? I'm telling you, God's got a plan for you. In every different season, in every different time of your life, you don't ever retire from this thing called Christianity. Your ministry may have been a door greeter back in the day. And now that may be a person who makes phone calls now. It's still ministry to God. Your person now may be just somebody who says, it's good to see you. Come on, I've said that before. Listen, don't give up. Don't give up. There's hope. 
don't have a hope so type of hope. Know, know that he's in control. Know that he is God and he is going to take care of you. Amen. Know that tonight. And you're going to come out on the other side of this thing and you're going to be able to look back six months later, two months later, who knows how long you're going to be able to look back and go, you're actually say, you will actually say this, you'll go, thank you, God. Thank you. I knew you were there in some low moments. And man, did I ever feel like I'm more on fire. Come on, let's pray.